It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. It is episode number 141, and we are powered by Clip It. It's one of the best, hottest apps out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. It kind of makes Vine useless at this point, and that's why we love it, and we appreciate that they're on board. Good morning, everybody. If you're listening to us on the Mixler app at 930, uh, I can see that there's one of you, so everybody's very excited and grabbing their coffee, but uh, thanks again for tuning in to BGN Radio Hero. Right here on uh, Mixler, and also if you're here on the replay on BleedingGreenNation.com. And just a reminder, it is Friday, so we are getting jacked up and excited and tired of this coaching search, and we're going to be getting heavy into that this morning uh, uh, as well. as just if you are listening out there on Stitcher or SoundCloud and especially iTunes, please rate, subscribe, review. Uh, It really helps the podcast grow, and plus we really, really want to hear your feedback. But without further ado, I would like to welcome in uh, now the two sexiest voices in the BGN radio land. We have upgraded their microphones as uh, there's a couple of uh, you know trolls that were yelling us <laughs> to, to do so. And so we have done so. Some beautiful Blue Yeti mics, and they are not sponsors. I just love the stuff that they put out. It's the Hefe in charge of everything. The editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, Mr. Brandon Lee Gout. What's happened to BLG? I don't know if you guys heard this, but actually I am the next Eagles head coach. I got hired. 
Oh my God! Well, that's breaking. That's breaking yeah. news. Uh, what is uh, what's going to be your strategy going into the season then? Well, I'm going to fire Chip immediately, and then um, <laughs> I'm probably just going to—I don't know. I'm just going to—I'm going to play it. We're going to—we're going to play it by ear, kind of to see how it goes, and then hope something works out. Excellent. Uh, and of course, uh, our co-host on 97.5 The Fanatic, and we're going to be hearing us again on Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10. We got some good news. We're going to be extended through the Super Bowl. Uh, Mr. James Elser, what's happening, pal? John, uh, I love how sexy and amazing I sound on these new microphones. Uh, that That's first and foremost. Second, I would like to announce that I will be joining Brandon in the Eagles, yes. uh, in on the Eagles uh, uh, team. I will be part of the front office. I will be the Rasputin Towie Roseman, who is the Rasputin <laughs> to Jeffrey Dory. So, so I'll be able to whisper in Howie's ear and then thus that up to Jerry, a little whisper down the lane type of thing. So I like that. should be pretty good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. Excellent. Well, and, and thus I will have full control over everything that happens. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, well, you guys are going to be coaching for about a year and a half, two years, which is exciting. Uh, and um, yeah, let's just start with it. I mean, I'm just a, I, I, we're barely we're barely even a week and a half. We're not even at the two week mark in the coaching search, and I'm already tired of it. You know, it's just like it's exhausting. Finally, the John Gruden stuff that uh, that always kind of comes up every year, no matter what team it is, finally showed its head yesterday. Padamo saying some stuff around there. Obviously, it was refuted by, I think, Eskin and a couple other people that it's not going to go through there. Um, you know, to me, it kind of just looks like it was contract time and Gruden was pulling a little Chris Cooley. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. What what are you making of this this search, BLG? I, there's no coaches. There's no – there's nothing that's really going to be exciting, and I'm not sure if – I don't know. Is there anything one way or the other that is pulling you like, oh, this guy sounds like a great candidate here? No, not at all, and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think we, I think people got spoiled a little bit with the Chip Kelly thing last time. It was just, you know, such an exciting hire. I think it's really hard to to kind of repeat that magic, or as Sean McDermott would say, recapture the magic. <laughs> I still don't know what that means, Sean McDermott. I have no idea what that means, but good luck to you. Anyway, I, I don't think this is an exciting search at all. I, I think what we've heard, I think uh, Doug Peterson which most people are not going to be excited about. And Adam Gase seemed to be the top candidates. Jeff McLean seemed to report that like the Eagles kind of don't want to make a decision until they hire or at least until they interview Peterson because, you know, that's Andy's guy and they feel like they'd be disrespecting Andy if they don't give Doug Peterson a chance, which is kind of weird because it shows you still how much how Jeffrey Lurie respects Andy Reid, even though he's not employed by this organization anymore. But uh, I, I think Gase and, and Peterson are kind of the top candidates. Uh, we've, we've seen Tim McManus say that, uh, uh, what's his name, Pat Shermer is still in the mix, even though people might not think he is. And then there's Paul Gunther, so who's kind of like Adam Kaplan named as a, a sleeper candidate to watch. Uh, obviously a local guy went to Rich, or was from Richboro, Bucks County. So, you know, these are some local, names that are out there. Local, hire him immediately. Yeah. Some... <laughs> I mean, these names aren't going to – I'm sure you guys aren't getting super excited about these names. Well, here's the thing with that. Like, I just think that um, – and, and, James, I want you to touch on this too. I just think that the, when, when – especially with – you know, when I hear Gunther over Hugh Jackson, why is, the, why, why is that happening, you know? As much as I like Kaplan, I think maybe there's some, a little bit of putting his name out. Um, but, you know, he knows what's going on, so maybe he is – Maybe he is a possible candidate as a dark horse here. Maybe they bring him in this week and we'll be like, oh. But why Gunther over Hugh Jackson 
uh, there, James. Why would that happen first? Uh, I have zero response to that. No retort. Uh, it makes zero sense to me. I, I, I like you, Jackson. I said it early on. Uh, I think uh, not only has he done a really nice job as a coordinator in this league, but eight and eight in Oakland is impressive no matter when you do it, no matter where you do it. Uh, so I, I like you, Jackson. Um, I, I don't think Gunther is necessarily a, a real candidate. I think he's a name. I think they're, yeah, they are interviewing apparently, uh, apparently, but I think that might be doing him a solid also from the team perspective as well, getting him out there, getting him on the circuit. Uh, you don't see a lot of those guys who, who other than Andy Reid, really, who, uh, you know, their first time on the head coaching circuit, they get a job. So I think that's more of a, of a name than a, than a real name. I, I think you kind of nailed it with uh, Gase and Peterson and, and Shermer on the outskirts of that as, as the, uh, I think I, I heard Tim say it the other night on the fanatic as the triumvirate that you would, uh, you know, consider in, in front of the pack, so to speak. And, and if I had to guess, I would say it comes from there. Uh, one name BLG didn't mention Ben McAdoo was in town yesterday. Uh, uh, going back to Tim McManus on the Fanatic, did say to not underplay that, that, that McAdoo does make a lot of sense as a candidate. Um, so I, I think that's an interesting name, too. But, uh, you know, going back to what you were saying, none of this is exciting. Uh, first of all, the idea that Andy Reid could be choosing the next coach of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles is not something I'm a fan of. I don't like that at all. And especially because you have to consider where those motives are coming from. Uh, you know, Peterson has clearly been an Andy guy since 1998 or earlier. You know, at least we know since 1998, Peterson has been a part of Andy Reid's life in one way or another and has, and has followed him since then. So, you know, just like with any media where you hear a media report, you have to think about, oh, where is this coming from? Who wants this out there? What's the motivation? I think you have to think about that, too, if you're Jeffrey Lurie with, with Andy Reid and you're, you're about Peterson. Uh, I think Gase... And, you know, we'll get into it. it is interesting, at least in the sense that he's young and, and seems extremely bright and there's a lot of people in his corner. Uh, but, you know, again, another uh, kind of unproven route. And, and the point that that PLG brought about Shermer and that uh, McManus has, has mentioned, um, I, I do think he's in the running. But for, for me, uh, you know, that's the least inspiring out of all of them. Uh, first of all, are we really picking our coach based on keeping Sam Bradford here? I, I like Sam Bradford, but. A, I don't think it's a lock we keep him regardless of who the coach is. And B, I don't think you should be choosing the guy who's going to steward your, your franchise on the field for the next few years, hopefully a few years at least, uh, based on, on where Sam Bradford's going to sign, especially when a month ago we all hated Pat Sherman. We all thought he was just a figurehead who did nothing yeah. here, and, and he still may have been. So I just don't understand how Pat Shermer all of a sudden is this chic candidate. Uh, you know, I, I don't want that guy anywhere near the head coaching position. So, I'll, tell, I'll tell you yeah, why. I'm, and I, I'm, I'm uninspired is the point. Yeah, I'll tell you why. And, that, and you, that's right. It's exactly right. Because I don't, see, I don't see a difference between Pat Shermer, Adam Gase, Ben McAdoo, Gunther, any of these guys in here. I'm actually surprised Greg Roman hasn't gotten a call. I know a lot of people were making fun of him yesterday and saying, like, oh, I don't know why I haven't gotten any head coaching interest. But it's true because there is no difference between them either other than, like, some semi-arbitrary-like track record. Look, I'm not going to be excited if Pat Shermer comes in here, but I'm also not going to be excited if it's Adam Gase or, or whatever. All these guys are like, yeah, maybe it could work out. <laughs> you know, like, I would like Ben McAdoo in here because I'd like his offense. I don't know if he can put in personnel at the right time. I don't know if he can control all three phases of the game. Same with Adam Gase. And, like, the guys that I talked to in Chicago and Denver kind of say the same thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, he's had a, a decent offense. He's the hot name, but 
I think he, everybody's saying, yeah, I think he's a little overhyped right now, and I don't understand, like, why he's the number one guy here. I don't understand, like, is he how, how, impressive, how impressive can a guy be when he looks like Putin? You know? I don't know. <laughs> like, when he kind of yeah, comes in. That's kind of a... I, I didn't even think about that. I don't know if that's out there a lot, but he looks a ton like Putin. Wow, yeah. that's creepy. He just that's needs creepy. a horse to take off his shirt. You ruined Adam Gase for me, John. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, the internet already put that in my brain. So, um, All right, well, whoever out there started that, you've ruined Adam Gase for me. <laughs> and I kind of had the thought yesterday, BLG, of like, well, it really does seem like they're just going to go after a guy that won't fight with Howie, which, again, is important. I'm not saying that you should have like an internal conflict because that's exactly what happened this season and you know that you you really can't have that going on i'm just still i think I, and look it's it's getting mad at something that i that is not going to change here you're freaking out i'm freaking out well no i'm not freaking cuz it's because they're not going to hire a new gm and this is going to be my point is if you i just feel because they didn't clean house completely in the front house that that kind of weighs into a lot of their decision making when if you had some fresh eyes that kind of came in here maybe you would see a few more candidates come in that we would expect to come in i'm not listen i'm not asking for sean mcdermott and it looks like he's interviewed in tampa bay or or dirk or any of those guys i think it's it's going to be the pretty much the same list altogether do you feel though that it's that can weigh into a lot of the decision making where you're not not necessarily picking the best coach but the best guy that won't cause a lot of fuss you know uh, at least in year one and maybe year two well I, I think i i wrote well i did write about this on on new year's eve um i don't think i've been on this radio since I, I don't know if i've really talked about this but this is something we've all talked about uh behind the scenes and everywhere i think it's just that the fact that howie roseman is back is it's it's troubling it's, it's very concerning i mean i don't understand how like this is a thing like this is a guy who essentially lost his job. I know what Chip did helped push him out, so that was a factor. But still, you know, if this is I, – I keep saying if this is Ozzie Newsom, that's the name I go back to because Ozzie does it again. If, if Ozzie Newsom, you know, is, is Howie Roseman in this situation, there's no way he's getting pushed out. Or if he does, he's just going to leave because he knows he's good enough to get a job somewhere else. Like Howie Roseman, that's not what happened. Howie Roseman is still here somehow, and he's somehow the solution – and this this Eagles coaching uh, trio or coaching search trio of Jeffrey Lurie, uh, Don Smolinski, and Howie Roseman is somehow the group they're they're telling fans is going to get it right after they kind of got it wrong. Well, they obviously Chip Kelly wasn't a total disaster, but in the end they ultimately got it wrong. So it's weird that this group is now picking him. You know, John, it's really hard to feel great about Howie Roseman in this group. I mean, look, this is, like I said, not only is this a guy who lost his job, but, and, and then the, your, to your point about being able to tear down everything at once, I mean, it's just, it's it's frustrating because it feels like, go go to the Jeff McLean's uh, report about how uh, Adam Gase got along with Howie Roseman in, apparently in the interview, which is a good sign for the Eagles. It's like, but why does that even have to be a factor? Like, why is this... Why are the Eagles hamstringing themselves with this Howie Roseman thing? It's like, why does this have, like, why is he so important? Like, why, 
why does like why the why does it they why do they feel the need to force Howie Roseman on everyone? Like what? Yeah. Why is he so special? And if he is so special, this is the biggest contradiction with everything. If he is so special, how did he lose his job last year? Like it doesn't add up. I just I don't get it. <laughs> well, not only that. That's what I'm saying. Not only that, unless like he absolutely didn't want to. I mean, wait. Well, we all saw what played out. All what played out here. Uh, if he was that special, wouldn't the NFL know that when he get a job somewhere else? It wouldn't be like, screw this. You want to deal with Chip? That's on you. You made your decision. I'm going on. I don't know. We can rehash that like a, a million different ways here, James. But uh, yeah, I, and it's something we talked about last week. And I don't want to. I don't want to completely get back into there. But it's the same. It's the same kind of regiment. I'm thinking. That's why. That's probably why you won't have Hugh Jackson coming in here. You know, because of that, you probably won't have a retread, which I don't think is a bad thing. And I'm not a big fan of retreads. I don't think like you're gonna reclaim the magic like anybody else. And to Sean McDermott's point, I mean, uh, to 2010, I guess. Like, do you want to miracle at the Meadowlands and then get fired? I don't know. Um, I yeah, uh, James. I don't know. Just your overall thoughts about them making the best choice. And I know we laugh at people like you know. There's a report in Miami yesterday that I just posed a question and of like. You know, they Adam Gase really had to impress some of the coaching staff there because they weren't completely sold on it yet. And we laugh at people like Miami and Cleveland and say that, yeah, well, I mean, the Eagles make a better choice, obviously. And look, I'm over a long term, they've made great decisions. But since 2011, I, I can't really say that they've made the best decisions. You know, so if if I I don't know, I just think that this uh, this organization. For the past couple of even in the past couple of years, hasn't made the greatest decisions in the world. Are you are you worried at all that it not that it's going to become Miami or Cleveland? But I'm just at the point now where we you can't say oh the Eagles are way better than those two organizations as far as decision making. They might be the best of the worst bunch, but I don't know. It's really it hasn't been really inspiring the last couple of years. No, that that's exactly where I am. My biggest fear about this whole coaching search about. You know, this team moving forward is the power that Howie Roseman has in that front office and just the the fact that he has Jeffrey Lurie's ear. And, and I think that legitimately Howie Roseman is the most powerful person in this organization outside of Jeffrey Lurie right now. And, and that's terrifying as a, as a fan of this team, as a fan of this organization for many of the reasons we've discussed, uh, uh, simply the decisions that have been made, like you said, really, uh, you know, if you go back since since Andy Reid was hired and, and really took over and, and had his run, you know, they haven't really made a good decision since, uh, you know, and, and I think that's very, very, very worrisome. But, but like Brandon said, even more so, the fact that Jeffrey was willing to essentially fire this guy from this role last season, last season, and then 15 games later, Howie Roseman is back at the top of the ladder. Uh, it's antithetical. It, it, it literally makes no sense. And, and uh, from, a, from a reasonable, pragmatic you know, viewpoint, there is no way that you can explain that, that that makes any rational sense. And, and as a result, I don't know how you couldn't be terrified about this organization moving forward and, and how stories like McLean's or, or like this Damo story where, you know, mentions Gruden but says, you know, Lori's looking elsewhere because of potential conflicts with Howie Roseman. The fact 
that any potential conflict with Howie Roseman will take any precedence over who will be the next head coach of this organization is a fucking joke. It's ridiculous. That, it's yeah. a fucking joke. And that's it. And that's the only way to put it. And 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 that's my my number one worry moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and maybe the only thing that you can kind of hang your hat on is not even that. I mean, the only good thing that I've seen this week is reportedly that they're going to keep Dave Fipp or at least recommend them to the new coaching staff coming in, Deuce Staley, Jeff Stoutland, Corey Unlin. I think that's important to maybe have those guys around. Um, but to me, I don't know. That's that's where I kind of come back to this thing a little bit. If I, I know it's probably just out of how good they are as positional coaches. Um, but isn't that isn't that a little too much as far as – the staff goes, you know, like maybe you recommend one or two guys that hang around. Yeah, don't is, you want your new coach picking his staff? Is it, well, they it, probably will. And, yeah. and not all those guys are necessarily going to want to come back. I right, think right. I think four is a fine. They have like 23 people on staff right now. That's, that They might not necessarily keep all those positions because Chip keeps a bigger staff. But I think four is, is a it's not a crazy number. The Eagles yeah. kept two when uh, Andy Andy kept it was Deuce and Ted Williams. So I mean, I don't think all four are going to be back. I think, you know, maybe they keep two of those four, so. Okay. Well, uh, and with the, I I guess you know, there's 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 not a lot of places to go because there's so much you know, that's kind of in the air here, but do you have a candidate that would make you feel like okay, I can uh let let's open the door here and and see how this works out, you know, whether it's going through McAdoo's offenses or uh, I guess Doug Peterson, to me, who we haven't touched on a ton, is still the biggest question mark here. And I, f- I kind of feel like that is Andy, you know, Andy already told the Titans to take a franchise quarterback. Now he's dicking us over and telling him to take Doug Peterson. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, it, it, that's also kind of crazy to me, just like you were saying, that he still has that much influence in an organization that he is no longer in, who's in the middle of the playoffs, and mm-hmm. everybody's calling him for his recommendation. That to me, I mean, that screams flyers to me. That's that's such a flyers, old flyers thing to do. Shout out to Hexie for being a fantastic GM the past two years, Jesus. But um, yeah, I, I that that also concerns me. Like, who else is bringing in Doug Peterson? Nobody. And then on, on the flip side of that, uh, it's not like a, a lot of the major coaches, I guess. You know, how many of uh. I guess Andy wasn't interviewed by anybody as, as far as like my recollection goes, but yeah, I don't think so. Have there been a ton of guys that weren't interviewed by any other team that suddenly are interviewed and then they're like, you know, they have a long tenure in uh, as at the head coaching position? Probably not. I mean, it's probably, <laughs> I don't think it's a, a common thing. I don't. I don't think it means it can't happen. It's 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 the, the whole Doug Peterson thing is weird. Um. You look at Kansas City's offense, and they've they've ranked high in points. I mean, they're ninth in points this year, sixteenth last year, sixth in two thousand thirteen. The yardage amounts are a little lower. That's because the uh, the Chiefs usually have good starting field position because they have a good defense and a good special teams. Unit. And no wide so, receivers until yeah, this year. So, yeah. Right. So I mean, it's but overall, I mean, there are encouraging signs there, and I think shout out to Proto Tyler on Twitter. I think he pointed out that. If somehow Peterson gets the job, considering Peterson doesn't really call plays, although he, apparently he kind of contributes to the two-minute drill or something now or something, I don't know, something, and things like that. Uh, but, but, but back to that, that proto-Tyler point that 
you know, if Doug Peterson gets this job, I think it means that he had an awesome interview. And, uh, you know, that's that's a big part of the process here. Like, let's not forget about that. I mean, we that was how Andy got hired. Exactly. Like and I don't think that and the whole thing, you know, the binder. that's how Bill Davis got hired. And now people are going to be like, oh, cringe at that and be like, oh, no. But I mean, like when you listen to Billy D talk, he's a really smart guy. I at least I think he is like he he's a very inspiring person. So I think the interview process is important. You know, like we look at a at these, you know, how the offenses rank in DVOA and yards and points and all of this. But, you know, They're those things sixth are... sixth in DVOA, Kansas City, well, actually. See, look, you see, even better than you would think, maybe. But Three weighted, right, over the last... Yeah, uh, even better. And and without Jamal Charles. So... Yeah. It, that's uh, interesting, too, though, because uh, real quick, just a uh, shout-out to Bill Barnwell's most recent column. He talked about that, and, and one of the main reasons they've been so successful is they're averaging, like, six yards per play on first down. Uh, they're huh. one of those offenses that has really set themselves up really well uh, you know, moving forward into second and third down, and that's been kind of the main reason why they're so high in DVOA, which I thought was interesting. But you have, I mean, so their offense is good and everything and all of that, but but the interview process is important, and, you know, I think that, you know, if he comes in here and he knocks it out of the park, I mean, no one's going to be excited. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Doug Peterson is an exciting choice, but it could work. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's the only guy that I would – like I said, I would probably have a bowl of celery afterwards because I, I was just like, oh, okay. I, I would have You'd have a bowl of oatmeal. Oatmeal, yeah. Uh, steel cut, by the way, with a little <laughs> little bit of salt in there because I would just have no opinion. I'd be like, yeah, maybe this is uh, sure because I don't know what he does. You know, that's that's kind of the hard, I, which you can make a lot of the same arguments with Howie in the past couple of years. I'm not sure what Doug Peterson did here. You know, everybody's going to – I mean, I guarantee you Eagles PR is going to be like, well, Doug Peterson, when he coached the quarterbacks here, uh, broke the franchise record for most passing yards at 6,000-plus and whatever, and it doesn't you know, show that they were down like every single game that they played. So along with Andy being a, a pass-happy guy already, yeah, uh, that's where it's just like, yeah, I think th more or less that is when Laurie's talking about I, taking his team back. And wanting to rekindle this magic, and there's all these weird phrases going on. I, I, I hope they pass on Doug Peterson just for that. And maybe that's a huge mistake, and he goes on somewhere in the next couple of years and blows up and becomes like the best head coach ever. But I, I, I probably I not likely. Yeah, he probably not likely. I just feel like that is. Uh, I hope at least that that's more of a favor to Andy. You know, if Doug Peterson comes in there and maybe he, you know. Maybe he is really smart and then starts talking talking it up and he Billy Davis is up and then the, you're stuck with, you know, a, a Billy Davis type of guy at head coach. I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be – here's the one thing I know. They have to wrap this up. Uh, if you look at just when everybody is uh, – even for the second interviews that are kind of coming in here, it's going to be done probably by the end of late next week, I would assume. I would assume Friday, Saturday, Sunday, somewhere around that timeline – a decision will finally be made, and when then we can kind of move on to the uh, the the fresh part of the dead zone in February, and just really hammer home all that stuff's going on here. Um, yeah, any uh, James, any final thoughts on the on the head coaching search, other than just being ready for a hire at this point? Yeah, like you said, I, I don't think that they're gonna pull a name out of a hat that. Uh, you know, and again, look, hindsight twenty twenty, but uh, when they announced Chip Kelly, you know, January sixteenth, a couple years ago. 
uh, I think, or three years ago, I think everyone was uh, was was excited at least. You know, I'm sure a lot of people were against it or or for it or whatever. But there was at least excitement around the hire and an excitement uh, around the team. I, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case this time around. Uh, obviously, if if there is some heat to these Gruden rumors and and there is something like that, which which let me clarify, I I, I don't think that's going to happen. I as I said before, I, I would be really surprised if it's not a, a Gase or a Peterson. But uh, I think Gruden would be that kind of excitement, you know, whether uh, I think there'd be divisiveness on both sides of it. But I think it's going to end up being a, a hire that is um, not necessarily inspiring or exciting. Uh, but it, like you said, John, is one where you're, we're not really going to have too much of a, of a hot take one way or the other. Uh, again, you know, look, like, like just to go back to Andy as just the example of that hire, you know, when he was hired, I think the vast majority of people said, you know, who the fuck is Andy Reid? I never heard of this guy. Um, and it, it turned out to be the best hire in the franchise's history. Obviously, didn't get us over the top, but but obviously a great hire. So uh, I don't I, I'm not going to say I'm going to freak out uh, if they hire a Doug Peterson, but uh, I'm certainly not going to be inspired by it. Um, but I, I think that's ultimately where we're heading regardless. I, I'm much more hoping that they uh, they bring in some help in the front office at this point. Well, no matter what, uh, somebody's going to talk somebody into something by, you know, February, March, et cetera, et cetera, and be like, oh, yeah, this could really work. <laughs> I think there was some excitement with Gus Bradley, too. That's what's weird. There's no, like, second op- – there's no first option that's like, ooh, this is going to be great. There's really no uh, alternate to be like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be great with that. So – um, just please, Eagles, let's let's wrap this thing up for everybody's kind of sanity here. I tell you what, uh, despite the Eagles news, it is a wild card weekend. So let us get to the NFL picks. Hit me! It's time to ring the bell and place some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Uh, so hopefully it's it's going to be the last one, you know, of the uh, of the well, not the last one of the year. I shouldn't take that. It's just, a, you know, we're going to do all four games. We're going to probably continue to do this uh, as the playoffs roll out here. And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there. There's uh, there's some interesting lines. The we'll start uh, here because the Green Bay Packers injury report is ravenous with with just all, <laughs> their entire offensive line is hurt. I think the only full participant this week in uh, practice has been Clay Matthews here, BLG. So let's start there. Green Bay into Washington. It's a pick em in some spots. It's minus one for Green Bay. We'll stick with that line. Uh, minus one Green Bay versus Washington this week. Who do you have, my friend? I mean, it's to me, it's crazy that the Packers are favored. This is a team that would be three and six had they not ca- caught that Hail Mary against the Lions. So, I mean, this Packers team just isn't really good, and they're hurt anyway. I don't see any way they beat Washington. I think, you know, this is going to be an annoying game where Eagles fans want Washington to lose, obviously, and they just don't. I think Washington wins here. You like that. <laughs> James Seltzer, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I don't even understand why we're talking about it. Washington is a juggernaut. They won the NFC East. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? No, I, I'm with Brandon. I just think uh, they make less mistakes. Green Bay is not good. Honestly, uh, I, I think that uh, if this season were a couple games longer, the Packers might not even be in the playoffs. So uh, I, I'm going to take Washington as well. And whether they're giving a point or getting a point, I, I think they win uh, by a touchdown. Ring 
the bell. Oh man. Let's let's not let's not get this twisted. All week, the Washington Post, ESPN, is having this dumbass roundtable discussion on who they would take. Is it going to be Kirk Cousins or Rodgers for the next five years? Are you yeah, fucking well, kidding me? What is that's this dumb. stupid, awful hype for Washington? I understand that Green Bay has absolutely no players on the field, but here's what's going to cinch it. Uh, I saw uh, Dan St- uh, Stein- Steinberg, who does the, the, the blogging down in Washington, do you realize at FedEx Field that they are having shirts passed around with the Washington logo on it, dabbing, and they're handing those out? Are you kidding me? That's a fucking loss right there. I'm taking Green Bay in any type of spread in this one. All right, let us move down to Cincinnati versus the Steelers as uh, Cincinnati is at. Uh, obviously has the home game coming in here, but that doesn't mean that Pittsburgh is not the favorite as they are Minus three, two and a half in some places here, James Elser. Who do you have, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh? Oh, I usually, I, I usually love a home dog in the playoffs, but I just can't, I can't back AJ McCarron against Big Ben in the playoffs here. Even if D'Angelo Williams can't play, obviously Marvin Lewis, zero uh, and six in the playoffs, both straight up and against the spread. I just, I, I think that McCarron's not going to be able to get enough done against a, a tough Steelers pass rush and. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers to win it by more than three, but I don't feel great about it. I think it's close, but I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, I think this is the toughest game to pick here. Uh, BLJ, who do you have in this one? Steelers have scored an average of 32 points per game in the second half of the season. That offense is rolling. I don't think Marv Lewis is ever going to win a playoff game, and somehow he's going to stay in Cincinnati forever. Uh, Yeah, you can blame this one on A.J. McCarron because uh, he's going to, right? I mean, that's going to be the excuse there. We're all three in agreement here. I, I just think Pittsburgh's got too much offensively going on. And uh, what does that say about Gunther and that hire, right? That'll be the big discussion mm. if he kind of comes in after that. All right, let's go to uh, probably uh, touted as one of the coldest games in NFL history, at least it could be. It's Minnesota and Seattle. A lot of slobber knockering going on. Surprised that Seattle has the five-point favorite right now. It opened at three and a half. It moved right up to five. Kind of an interesting line here, BLG. Who are you going in this one? I think the I think Jimmy Kemsky has brought this up, and I think I'm stealing it from him. So screw you, Jimmy. But um, I, I think the <laughs> plagiarism. Are, yeah, I think the Vikings are kind of like a 2013 Eagles team, where like they they obviously have a good record, but they kind of only can beat bad teams and can't really beat good teams so much. I mean, this is a Vikings team that lost to the Seahawks 38 to seven. In early December, I, I think this Seattle team has looked good outside of that uh, little blip against the Rams last week. So I, I have to take Seattle here. James? Ring the bell! <laughs> Got to get one in there right on this blue Yeti microphone. Sounded good, I hope. Uh, I, I Look, if nothing else, I don't think Minnesota wins. I think they cover. I think five's too much. So yeah, how about this one? Minnesota the best team in the NFL against the spread this season, 13-3 and three against the spread. So they have a way of, of hanging tight in those games where they're not favored or finding a way to cover the ones they're favored by a little bit. So, you know, I like the home field advantage. Uh, I think that 
the whole Seattle is the team you don't want to play is, is a little overblown. I know they just beat Arizona, but it didn't seem like Arizona wanted to win that game that much. And, and the week before, they lost to the Rams at home. So I think the Seattle is an amazing football team is getting a tad overblown. I like the Vikings to keep it close, though. I still think Seattle probably wins it. Yeah, I think Seattle wins by three. I think it's a field goal type of game. I think it's just this kind of a slobber knocker like Whatever, 17, 14 type of, type of thing, and I think Seattle wins, but they do not cover. All right, the last one on the list that's speaking of Kansas City, our good friend Doug Peterson and our good friend Andy Reid taking on Houston. Uh, again, another home dog as Kansas City comes in as a three-point favorite here, James Elzer. Uh Opened up at three and a half, so not real any difference there, but who do you have in this one, my friend? This is the toughest one, John, because you waited all year to get to, to – bet against that Houston quarterback in the first round at home. And then you've got Andy Reid. It's like the gambling, <laughs> you know, vortex of hell. I don't know what to do. I don't want to bet on Andy. I don't want to bet on that Houston quarterback. Three and a half, that half point scares me. But I'm still going to go with the Chiefs. I think they're just a better football team. That defense is is flying high right now. And, and God, the idea that Brian Hoyer could win a playoff game, I just I can't deal with that. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. BLG? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with James. I have to take the Chiefs. This Chiefs team has won approximately a billion games in a row. Um, <laughs> Doug Peterson is probably the next uh, Bill Belichick of <laughs> offense. And, yeah, Chiefs are going to win. Uh, yeah, I, I can't go against that. I just think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be too much for Houston. And, uh, and that, uh, you know, 9-7, and seven, I they, they remind me a lot of Washington. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with our boy Andy. In, but they uh, don't have the, the greatest quarterback in the <laughs> NFL on their team like Washington does. So, <laughs> well, that's, that's very true. There's nobody that is uh, touting Brian Hoyer uh, over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, BLG, uh, your final thoughts here on uh, episode number 141. I think the coaching search is going to wrap up this week. John, you're the one who pointed out I think it ended on the 11th in 2016. Uh, 16th for Chip and then the 11th for Andrew. Yep, okay. Sometime this week. Yep. So I think it'll be sometime this week. I also think, you know, for as much as we expect this to be an uninspiring hire, and, and I think it is, I mean, let's not forget how the whole Chip Kelly thing went down. I mean, that came out of nowhere, you know. So so you never know if there's a mystery candidate lying out there. Uh, but more the, more likely than not, we're going to be coming back, having another BGN radio podcast where we're all talking about how Doug Peterson is somehow going to lead this team to the <laughs> Super Bowl for the first time ever. James, your final thoughts, my friend. How do I even follow that? Uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look like like we all said. Let's just uh, let's just make the decision and move forward. Whether it's Gase, whether it's Peterson, whether it's Shermer, whether it's mystery candidate. Uh, let Let's pick someone and move forward and and start to try and analyze the other problems on this team. And, uh, and, you know, figure out the best uh, plan of action moving forward. Uh, not, not optimistic, but uh, uh, holding out hope. Uh, sign Sam Bradford, no matter who the coach is, and just freak out now. Preak out, excuse me, as we've determined. Freak out before things happen is the preak out. Uh, the $19 million a year, going to happen, folks. Draft a quarterback that the, uh, you know, Howie and the coach kind of like together. Go from there see what rolls on. I also want to say uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Clip it, uh, the hottest app that is currently out there. I just want to talk about it for just a couple of minutes, or not even a, just a couple of seconds, because uh, thank you to all that have kind of gone and checked it out. We've, we've seen a lot of different people that you know we follow, our friends, 
our listeners kind of go in and check it out, and it really is amazing. There is no sense in, even though I did it last night, the picture wasn't great. You know, I wish that there was, uh, uh, I could see uh, Okafor kind of dunk in 30 seconds of clear HD television, and that's what this app does. You can pull it from ESPN, ESPN2, the Pac-12 network, the Big Ten network, ABC, Fox, Fox Sports, CBS. So when the big games are on and you want to see something again, it is right there in the palm of your hand. There is no blurry vision holding it up to a computer screen with your tele- with your phone or you know the, uh, the TV, anything like that. It, it puts Vine and Instagram and all that stuff to shame, and you don't have to do anything. You just got to go and go through and find the clips. It's amazing. Please definitely go check it out. Clip it, clipittv.com if you want more information. It is uh, one of the best apps out there for sports fans, reality TV show junkies, uh, news, breaking news stuff. If Don Lemon does something nutty and crazy on there, the, I mean, he can't, he can't escape that. So you can kind of put it up there, clipittv.com. And thank you to them. And thank you to you guys for listening to episode number 141 right here on TheMixler.com and also right here on Bleeding Green Nation. And we will see you Sunday morning right here on 97.5 The Fanatic from 8 a.m. to 10 for John Barchard, for Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton, and James Elter. Thank you so much for listening to episode 141 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. been listening to bgn radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com fueled by duncan philly and part of the liberty broadcast network